This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a Premier League lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you in, you Reds? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards, points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Dr. Trudy Fleer here. Let's discuss a very real existential threat to internet speed. T-Mobile Home Internet. It lags. Now, what is lag? Lag is a delay in data being transmitted across the internet. Switch to Xfinity for a strong, reliable connection. Learn more at Xfinity.com slash T-Mobfax. Who knows? We, we sort of do. We sat here last week and we talked about Struber. Yeah. And, and, you know, he was probably going to leave. Um, I think... We, when you listen to Struber, if you compare him to after the Brentford match, he was very open, he was very honest, and he kept talking about my boys, my boys, yeah. my boys. Yeah. Um, and I think after that match, everybody felt, I think, that we, we had a manager for, well, not for life maybe, but for a good few seasons. Yeah. Um, he's always been very open and honest, but his tone sort of changed over the last after the last two matches um, that we've played, uh, Coventry and then obviously Middlesbrough. And... Um, that is one hell of a parting shot, isn't it? Because in the clip that we were going to play that doesn't play for whatever reason, he sort of said that um, he doesn't want this club fighting relegation at the end of the season and his ambition is bigger for this club. But he is questioning the owner's ambition, which to the layman like me and you sounds like that the board is not willing to invest in the squad, i.e., bringing in the additions that we need I think we, we, we sort of touched on this last week didn't we As yeah. in, and I think I mentioned that for me this board is businessmen yeah. with a businessman's mentality Struber over the last couple of weeks I think has actually come to realise that maybe he's not going to get the players that he wanted so obviously he's got more and more you know down and, and, and the players themselves then probably are fed off this so their their mentality again very negative but if the board can't see this, to me again, it's 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 just businessmen trying to run a sporting establishment, and they just they haven't got the right mentality for it. And um, we often, I suppose, in football, compare the present day to you know to, to previous years. And if we think back over the guardianship that Patrick Kreinert, now Patrick did have people that didn't like him, but what we did know about Patrick, that he came from this town and he loved the football club. Yeah. And then he invested personally into the, um, into, into the football club. And at times, to make the books balance, he was very honest, saying we have to sell a player because we have to, you know, you have to match those, uh, you know, those profits and loss sheets. So Barnsley's always been that sort of club that, you know, you've got a player and they do 
doing well. I can remember, you're, you're better than me because I'm shocking with years, you know, we had, uh, was it Craig Hignett? And he went to wherever it was. Never really played, but he just stopped scoring then. At least he didn't score for us. We did go to Blackburn, I think it was. Um, same again this season. So Jacob Brown sort of wants to go. Um, Rumoured 1.82 million. And... If the rumours are true, that was almost like a bit of a cut fee because it was full payment, which we could then use, obviously, well, as, as the owner said, any money made from the selling of players will be reinvested into the players. So we're, st- we're still waiting on that being reinvested. Um, are we giving them too much of a hard time during COVID? Or are we saying, well, actually, if you make a promise, you have, you, you, you have to you know, do good by that? The way that I, I personally look at it is I have bought something. I've got a season ticket, like uh, eight, nearly 8,000 other people have on the proviso that the money is put back into the club. We all know that Barnsley's always going to be a club that brings players through, keeps them for a few seasons, they get better hopefully, uh, obviously with the right coaching, uh, and then we sell for a profit, which is fine. Well, I bought I bought into this, this theory, I bought into this dream, if you want to call it that. Um, if I'd have been down to Aldi and bought something, obviously other, other supermarkets are available, and... <laughs> um, and I wasn't happy with that product, I'd take it back. I'd get my money back. But what recourse have we got with a board that doesn't communicate with us unless it sets out stupid things on Twitter and silly silly statements that you just think, what a load of rubbish that is. Yeah. You know, why, why are they not communicating? Because I, I, I need some sort of... I'd go to ombudsman and say, you know, where's, where's my yeah. money gone? Where's, what's happened? Yeah. But we're getting nothing off them and getting nothing back. Um, I, I mentioned this point in my 20 seconds on fame on, on Look North that all this is happening with very little communication from the club. We'll, we'll go into this a bit later on, but do you feel that with the communication that does come out, they shoot themselves in the foot? If you look at Ludwig, for instance, oh, for a lot of people, when, when we brought Ludwig back on a season-long loan, everybody was saying, that's probably the best signing we've had because he, yeah. he had pedigree. In the statement when he went, when he was well sent back, it talked about inconsistent performances. Is it fair to talk about inconsistent performances four matches into the season? Uh, well, in that case, no, definitely not, because you can look at other players who could say have been inconsistent. But everybody was happy. There were nobody. I, I, I don't think there was anybody that would have said, "Oh, Ludwig's back. We didn't really want him." It were brilliant, brilliant to get him back for another full season. Um, so to come out with that is just again somebody for me who's probably not even watched a game, doesn't yeah. never even seen him play. It's bad, isn't it? Because I suppose that communication to the fans, that's all we can hold on to. It's, I don't think we, we expect to be part of the recruitment process no. for a new manager. I don't think we're expected to be part of contract negotiations with players. We don't expect a seat or a virtual presence in any boardroom that there is. But I think what Barnsley fans expect and probably deserve is just Honesty, isn't it? Yeah. Would it have been better to say that Ludwig is, has been recalled because, you know, he's gone to Shelk on a season-long loan, hasn't he? So, yeah. I think um, that's option to buy as well, isn't it? On yeah, I, th- so I think so. There's, so, got so. Be, there's going to be money involved in that. Exactly. I mean, if we'd have said... I mean, Ludwig's always said that he wanted to come back because he enjoyed his time here. Mm. So maybe if, if we were in that position to say, right, yeah, we'll take him on another season loan with then an option to buy, if that's possible... I'm sure if we'd had the right people, we'd have jumped at that. Yeah. I, as a, I, as a supporter, would have been very, very happy with that. But why not just say that? Yeah. He's gone back to his parent club because they've received a really good offer from another club that want to actually buy him. Job done. Yeah. Um, 
Could we also deduct from that and, and the Marcel Richmeier uh, loan to, is it Vienna, I believe, that actually those players were only at the club because Struber brought them and they wanted to be trained by Struber. And obviously once news broke that he was going to go, it seems weird that they both left and then Struber went. I would have presumed they would have been aware of all this because what people are saying, are we only sending Marcel Richmeier to Vienna because... Struber has gone, or are we sending him because of inconsistent performances as well? Again, it's it's odd, isn't it? The Ludwig, the Ludwig one, I understand because another club's coming for him. I get that one. The Ritzmeyer one is is really quite odd. As soon as Struber goes, he's suddenly then back out on loan to another club. Does it make you think that there was something in his contract? You know, perhaps he'll be better on back of a gondola than he were on left wing. I personally think he will be. Maybe a big stick in his hand. So we'll uh, we'll see from there. Aye. Um, we'll talk about what happens next. We'll talk about what sort of manager or head coach we're looking for. Um, we'll also talk about the Murray go-round. See what I did there? Oh, of, uh, of the managers. This is now the fifth manager, including the sort of the ones that are temporary in charge since this consortium took over. And they talked about stability, about ambition, and, and, and a progressing plan of, of developing the football club. So lots to talk about. A bit of music first. Well, as you can tell, there is some issues with the uh, computer today because you hear about five seconds of music. We do a bit of a quiz. What song is this? Won't even play it now. Silent Night. Well, it was White Snake. Here we go again. I oh, thought, yeah, I, I yeah well, I thought I'd done really, really well there. Thinking, you know, <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll link the music to the mood that we're in. So besides, here I go again. I was going to play Ironic by uh, Alanis Morissette um, as well. Uh, listen, no music, so might as well keep talking. Keep going, that's, 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 that's At least you've got a nice shirt on today. We know dinner day, aren't it? No, not yet. Uh, yeah. <laughs> What's mean, not yet? I, I'm, having, I'm having some stew and dumplings when I get in. Oh, God help us. Um, Murray has been put in charge. And the two assistant coaches that worked on the Struber, uh, they are still uh, they're still at the club as well. We saw yeah. that in training photos today. Um, has Murray got a chance to, to land his role? Do you reckon? Um, it's one of them, isn't it? Do they go for the cheap option, which Barnsley has done many times before? Uh, I think Murray has been part of backroom staff now for quite a while, and it just makes you think: is that part and parcel problem? Um, I did have a sort of a stint as caretaker manager, uh, which didn't work out really, really well. So, personally, again, I think we need it. Definitely needs a change. Um, somebody else to come in. I'm not saying Murray can't do it for a for a week or so, but I, I would pr- prefer to see somebody coming in sooner rather than later. And it needs to be sooner, doesn't it? Because if I'm right, um, is it a week today? Yep. The transfer window shuts, so we need to get a head coach in that needs to get to know the squad, know where there are gaps, hoping the board will back him. So what what what, what sort of head coach are we looking for? So if, if you could, um, you know the old puzzles with kids where you could choose a head and then a body. <laughs> what, what are we looking for? We did a poll on, on social media and, and, and the question was, Barnsley's new head coach is A, already tra- uh, managing in the EFL or in, in in the UK or managing abroad what what do you think the board will go for um, what I would think the board will go for is it'll be another foreign manager I don't think he'll be in a job I think it'll be somebody that's unemployed at the minute 
Um, and that's just purely going on their track record of the sort of people that they brought in. Um, all right, Struber was in a job. But I just think the way they are coming across now and the way they're being perceived by, by supporters is that they're going to get, I hate to say it, a cheap foreign replacement, which, unfortunately for us, although the transfer window is still open for another week, what are they going to know about English players? And let's face it, you always pay, for whatever reason, more money for an English player than you would from somebody somebody abroad. But we can't get anybody abroad because that window's closed. And if you get a coach that is unemployed, um, if I looked into this rightly, if he's unemployed, there's a two-week quarantine when he comes right. into the UK. If you've got somebody who's already a coach, it's classed as uh, elite sport, therefore he would have had a regular test and everything, so he probably could come. So, um, more than likely, um, if you look at the appointment of Standall, in effect, Standall got sacked, um, I think it was exactly yeah. a year ago today, wasn't it? Yeah. I, w- I was laid on a in the, in the pool, well, not in the pool, the side of the pool, actually, <laughs> with a, a cocktail or three in, in Fuerteventura when my phone just kept going off because Standall had gone. And Standall and Struber were both nowhere in the betting market. Yeah. Um, they very much seem to go for coaches that play a certain system, which which obviously is the system that Barnsley are implanted now. Is that system working, though? Because are we... Is the system failing the players or are the players failing the system? Because to me, I, 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 maybe that's a very simplistic view. There's a shortage of goals, right? We know that. We tick that box. We know Coley Woodrow can score goals, but he has to play in that proper number nine position. position kind of, yeah. 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 Why is that not happening? Why, why is it that nobody sees that? Because to me, you know me, you know, I, I speak Dutch. If somebody asked me to do a Spanish translation and, and, and somebody was Spanish asked to do a Dutch translation, you're asking for troubles, aren't you? Yeah. If yeah. you've got a striker, play him in the striking role. If you don't play the striker there, to me, we've, we've, we've talked a lot about Woodrow, about his body language, you know. All the pressure is on him to, to provide goals, but that's not happening. I think when Stendhal came in, they wanted to play a certain style, this high press that they keep talking about. Um, and then Struber's come in and wanted to carry that on. And I still think that's the, the sort of football they want to carry on. We have some good players at Barnsley Football Club. There's no two ways about that. However, do they fit the system that the managers want to play? It's obvious that Struber wanted to play a certain system. I personally didn't like it. It didn't. It didn't float my boat, if you want to put it that way. But he was trying to fit players into that system. Whereas I would rather see a coach come in now and utilise the players we've got so they're playing in the right positions. Because let's face it, we need to start putting some some points on the board. There's no two ways about that. Um, else, I mean, you go on Twitter now and there's people on Twitter now that's saying, you know, we're, we're heading straight for League One. It's only October. But I, I just can't see where next, I suppose, good performance with goals. You get you get glimpses. You got glimpses at Chelsea, but there's just no, you know, it, it's the age-old problem, is it? We create a lot of chances, we just can't finish them. So either the top part in in that lineup is not working, or players are in the wrong position. Do you think the board or the club would be ready to say, why don't we just take it back to basics? Why don't we just start off? This season, with the players we've got, to me, and again, it's a simplistic and it's a personal view, but we're all entitled. Let's just play four four two. Let's just play to the strengths that we've got. But the thing with that as well, then, 
Well, there's two things with that. Firstly, you need a manager that wants to play 4-4-2 or a similar sort of system, which would probably be an English manager. More than likely, it wouldn't be a, a foreign one because they don't usually play that sort of system. But that would then mean the board admitting that they've been wrong. Yeah. And let's face it, are they going to do that? I don't think they will. Um, obviously, we can't play music, so we'll just keep talking. Like we sing don't. if you want, but not very good. Yeah, like I said, like, let's just keep talking. Um, we have to talk about... Um, Bambo Diaby, uh, he's yeah. waited since January, and and we found out yesterday that um, although he's been he's not been charged with willfully taking a substance, he has been charged with taking substance that is you know uh, it's it's on the list of, of forbidden uh, uh, drugs or medicine, whatever you want to call them. It's it's, it's a fat burning kind of substance, and he's got a two year ban. Took a long time to come to that conclusion, didn't yeah, it? It makes you wonder what they've been doing, doesn't it? I mean, everybody's been saying what a farce it's been. Why has it taken this lad so long to come to this conclusion? Mm. And the thing for me as well, he's got a two-year ban. I don't know whether does that already include the time he's yeah, been on? Yeah, it started in January. Oh, well, that's so, not. Yeah, so he, he's, he, can, bad, well, he can play. Not. He can play again. I think it's something like the 16th of January, 2022. Yeah. So it's still some time, isn't it? I mean, he's served like the first ten months or so, but he's still got. Yeah, it just makes you wonder, again, you're back to, is it one rule for one, one rule for another? Mm. You know, certain clubs, this would have been done and dusted in a week or a couple of weeks, more than likely. Yeah. Um, and no matter how much we, as a football club, kick up a fuss or, or say things or whatever, why do people not take any notice? Why, why, why it seem as though nobody takes any notice? It's just Barnsley, so it doesn't matter. Um, I don't get that. The poor, I mean, I feel sorry for the lad. Uh, some people didn't like him. Um, he wasn't the best footballer, I've got to be honest, but he showed a bit of passion. But um, I would, I, and I get, again, people didn't like him, and I get that. People didn't like Anderson, but yeah. look how Mads Anderson has turned it around. If Just imagine if, if Diaby would have or could have done the same, you'd have looked at a, a, a you know proper solid defence with oh, Solbauer yeah. and those yeah. two. Well, you look at it now, I mean, you look at players we've actually got for that for that centre-back role, and, you know, we've only got such as... We've got Mads Anderson, Alme, Solbauer and Mike Lelic. Yeah, it's Jasper... It's Jasper you know, yeah. Jasper Moon, got, is he... Is in, he? Then you're in, in your youngsters, yeah. so to speak. You've got Jasper Moon, yeah. uh, Rudy Pash. I don't know Rudy Pash. Yeah. I'm only reading off a piece of paper. And then you've got, like, Jordan Elliwell, who apparently is really, really good. He's right back. And he's gone out on loan. Staley Bridge, yeah. So, all right. Better got, in mind... Uh, we let Ludwig go. You then think, oh, we need to fill that position because he, he you know, he played there regularly, didn't he? Yeah. Um, Hellowell's been sent to Daily Bridge. Now, I did see on social media that the head of the under 23s, uh, Martin Devaney, said he's, he, he needs regular first team football to then make that step up into, you know, in, in, into the championship or into our first team. But it's caused problems again. I mean, do you have to look at a, at a replacement for Bambo Diaby? I mean, we've done without him since January, but do you have to have a look? I would presume so. Well, the thing is, what? where is your priority now going to be? Do we need a striker? Yeah, we do need a striker. Mm -hmm. uh, do we need another centre-half? Probably not quite as much as we need another striker. But then you look at what other cover we've got. Left back, Ben Williams is out. Yeah. There's only Clark, at least he's going to get a game now, you'd think. Yeah. Clark Adore, looking forward to that. Yeah. He's on international duty this week, we Kenya, I believe. Yeah. Um, so hopefully he'll do a bit of something there. Jordan Williams, then I would have thought, would revert back to right back. But then what sort of, what sort of other cover 
have you got for your fullbacks? I, th- I think in in regular plays, I think there's only about a squad of 19. But you think about how many will let go at the end of the last season. I mean, you know, Kenny Dougal, uh, Mamaru TM and all that. Um, you, you mentioned there, Odor. How ironic is it that um, for a club that is, 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 you know, find it very hard to score any sort of goal in the championship, Patrick Schmidt, Austrian, under-21s, called up international duty, Simoes being called up, yeah. um, Halm is being called up, and then obviously uh, Clark Odor as well. That's four players being put in an elite group for their respective country in their age range. And you could argue that none of the four are playing regularly for our team. Where is that because the manager don't necessarily like him or he trusts other people better? Because, you know, if you're being called up, you, there must be something about you, to, 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 you know. Well, I'm guessing in Clark Adore's case, I would have thought maybe the Kenyan manager's seen what he's done towards end of season. Uh, he's obviously must have watched tapes of him and stuff like that. And the fact that he's not been playing this season... Maybe he thinks, you know, he's seen something in Clark Adore, which we must have done when we bought him. So, yeah, I'm getting him in my squad and because I want to see him in flesh sort of thing. But then, like, for all of them, why, why are we not doing that? Patrick Schmidt, for how long he's been with club now, never really had a proper start. No. When he has come on, some games he's been all right, scored some, some goals, not many, but, you know, and it just makes you think, who's who's... Who's coming up with the idea that these these players aren't good enough for us, or are only good enough for a bench, but they can represent the country to a certain extent? I know it's, it's under twenty one teams and what have you, but somebody's looking at these players and thinking they've got a bit of talent, they've got something about them. Mm-hmm. So why are we not utilising that and using them? I might be wrong. I believe in his last Austrian under twenty one uh, game, he scored against England. Yes, you know. Yeah, I did. Um, you have to then wonder when they brought Patrick Schmidt, and and this is not a, a show where we bash, you know, individual player. This is not what it's about. My, my question will always be: if we're looking at a spreadsheet that identifies certain characteristics that we feel fitted to our team, why are players like Odor, Simoes, Schmidt? Why are they at the club if they can't get? game is it the identification of maybe we've looked at the wrong spreadsheet the wrong characteristics for people like Schmidt is it because he's coming from abroad in a different league and it takes a while to settle in but how long can we carry that on before somebody says are we on the right track well like you said a little bit before about do we get a manager in that can can get players in if you're going on what the boards say well we don't need a manager to get players in because they've got the spreadsheet they know the players that they want so does that mean they'll bring their own players in before they bring the manager in? But then what system are the board playing to bring these players? It's all, it's, it's all very convoluted, it really is, and it just makes you wonder what sort of, sort of influence and power a manager will have coming in. And that then will relate to anybody who's thinking, do I really want to go and work for a club that is so controlling when all I'm going to be doing is training some guys on a field a few times a week I think what what I've seen on social media and, and, and you know there's been a lot of discussion and healthy discussion which is really good that Paul Eckingbottom Daniel Standall Gerhard Struber all three of them achieving 
memorable seasons with Barnsley. Yep. I mean, if you look at when Hackingbottom took over from Lee Johnson, you know, I know one Wembley appearance was booked already, but he still got us playoffs. Um, Stendhal, you know, we, we were relegated. He took us straight back up. Yep. What a season that was. Struber took over, one win in 15 or whatever it was. At, when we started back after the initial lockdown, uh, nine points from safety, seven matches to play. Not a lot of people would give us any chance. I know it's because Wigan got the duck to 12 points, but even just to get to the position where that mattered, fantastic. It's worrying, isn't it, that you've got three coaches, potentially very, very good coaches, one of them a local lad that played for the club, but you've got three coaches who had very memorable seasons who then either were sacked or walked because they didn't feel the boat backed them. Is that going to bring another good, fantastic coach in? Or are people going to look and say, well, if if that's the track record for that club, it's like a down, downhill spiral for us, yeah, isn't I it? I think people, people will look at Barnsley. Um, if it is going to be a foreign coach, somebody that's unknown, they will probably look at Barnsley the same way that maybe Stendhal and maybe even Struber did. It could be a stepping stone. All right, it's a big job. Let's face it, I'm not expected to do anything with this job, but whatever I do, we'll put my face on map and then I can move on, hopefully, um, to bigger and better things. It's a worrying time, though, isn't it? Because it is. Very worrying, um, yeah. people were saying, well, it's the right time to go because we've got this international break. There's only a week to go, so you, you need a pretty quick... The fact that you need a pretty quick turnaround of managers, to me, means they're going back to the spreadsheet that identified Standall yep. and that identified yep. um, Struber in the first place. What do we need, though? You talked about we need a striker, we need cover. Would, would you go back to where players played before? Would, would, you know, would you move a Chaplin in the number 10 role? Would, would you move Woodrow up front? Would you say, you know what, we're giving him a break and, and we'll play other people there? Because somebody's going to come in and look at the results that we've achieved and look at what happened towards the end of last season, beginning of this. The same players are there. Yeah. What is it that's not working? It's, uh, it might be me being naive. I don't know whether it is or not. For me, if it was me coming into this club, I would be... I would be speaking to players. All right, yeah, you've got your spreadsheets, you've probably got videos and stuff that you can watch. But I would be saying, where do you actually want to play? What is your position? Because I think that seems to have got lost for some players. And it's, it's, it's had a negative effect, certainly had a negative effect on Moet, pulling him back into bottom at diamond, certainly had a negative effect on him. Coley Woodrow, again, not scoring goals. Because Is it because... You know, he's had some good games in that number 10. I can't say he's not, but does he really want to play there? If a player, if his mind is not in the position that he wants to be in, is he going to give it everything? End of last season, I suppose they were caught up in tidal wave. You know, it were a fantastic thing. It were a brilliant achievement. Now we're back to day-to-day, nitty-gritty. Well, I don't want to play there, Gaffer. I want to play, I'm a left winger. I'm a right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's that sort of, maybe it's that sort of mentality. I don't know. Is there also a danger with all this uncertainty going off that we might not have the likes of Woodrow and Mowat being available for us when we face Bristol City well, a week Moet's, on Saturday? Moet's still not signed any sort. I know it's well, he's got the year left, hasn't he? But it's another one of them. Into if somebody comes in with right money, are they going to think, "Ooh, we'll take that"? Um, no, it's, it's worrying times all around because you've got to think, while we've not got a manager in place and it's run by the board on a sheet, are they quite happy to take whatever they get for certain players if, they're, if, if the money's right? Again, back to it's a business mentality.
Yeah. Um, I saw a comment on, on social media that said, you can tell we're run by businessmen because we're, they're not investing in the squad, but they put a two, mil, a two euro, sorry, two million euro release fee for the manager. So they've pocketed themselves almost, I think it's 1.8 million or whatever, yeah. which is good because obviously, you know, they lose the match, the income, and I, I get that completely. But but somebody said, that's where you can tell we're run by businessmen, aren't we? And I know yeah. a club is, is, you know, it's our club and it's something we look forward to. It is a business, I get that. There's a lot of people that work there, therefore it becomes a business business it hurts well I saw a lot of hurt on, on social media when people then say you know the day that we lose Struber um, Paul Conway is in Belgium in Ostend kicking balls into the in the, to the crowd and yeah, if, like there to, a, I'd like to kick, if, kick, if there's a sticker yeah, on the ball you got a special prize yeah um, with everything that was going off and, and, and I'm not picking on, on, on Paul Conway because their owners there as well um with that, what was going off at Oakwell and, and a week, well, just over a week left then of the transfer period, would you have expected the owners or people to be behind the scenes getting ready for a replacement and doing everything they possibly can to bring somebody in? Or is it a little bit of, well, you know, they've bought Barnsley, it's a bit of an investment, and oh, there's some troubles, but, you know, they've got this shiny new toy now, haven't they, which is all stand to Yeah, win. well, that's, that's, that's what it comes across as, isn't it? But that's how we felt, bought, We yeah. bought something else, so... You know that's that's under a period of transition, which we are. Um, whereas I can go to I can go to Ostend and you know get my face in front of cameras and this that other because it they're doing quite well. Mm-hmm. Um, it, Cam McGeehan is the, the the call obviously because I can I can hear, I can know what they're saying in the commentary, but he, yeah. he scored another goal and they call him the blonde god of KV Ostend, and I'm sure he's very god. very happy with that. Very interesting, isn't it? Yeah, um, I don't think you're ever going to get. Blonde God of Doddeth, what are you, like that. Um, and now I'm happy he's doing well, um, as you always are for a player that's moved on from Barnsley. Yeah. Um, but yet again, your question's got to be, why is he not doing that for us? Or why was he not doing that for us? Yeah. Um, do we now also maybe understand some of that negativity that um, Nice had? You know, when they, they obviously they were the owners of Nice and there was a, a lot of... Uh, the, the Nice fans were extremely happy when they then sold the club to somebody else, saying it was a really dark period in the history of their club. Is, th- is that what we're starting to feel? About? Have we had this before? Um, Five managers in three years? I think, I think it, it needs to be stemmed now and there's only board can do it. Do we go down the same road as Nice? In which case, in another twelve months' time, we're you know we're having banners outside if we can go around there by COVID time, you know, and and protesting against them. Or have they got the opportunity now, knowing what the feeling is in the town and the supporters, to actually create something that does take off from here? and gives them the platform that they want, because let's face it, they would rather have a championship team than a League One team. Oh, yeah. At the end of the day, they need, I don't know, money money in, money in the bank. Yeah. They'll get more money with a championship team, so if they are, they are obviously businessmen, so it's that bit of speculate to accumulate. I just wish they'd speculate a bit quicker. <laughs> and... You know, I, I, I get that during COVID, there is a huge chunk of income that's missing for them. You know, oh, I, I get that yeah. completely. Um, I mean, I don't know how much Gerhard Struber got paid, but they've saved, well, they saved, they've got a credit into their bank account of £1.8 million, which goes some way, I would presume, to filling some of that shortfall from, from the matchday income. Um, on the playing level, though, 
Murray's in charge. Lots of people, not, you know, are huge fans of him. I mean, I suppose you, there's two ways of looking at it. You have to say, well, you know, he, he had was it three week or whatever last time to vote to prove himself, and it was mixed results. Has he was been it, able? Was it five games, three draws, and two losses? Something, like something like that. Yeah. Weren't he? he didn't win a game. No, did no, no. So he's not. Has he? Has he had any influence when Struber come in? And what? What was his role? I suppose because you know. Well, I... I think I've, me and you have talked about this many times, especially when Struber f- first came, that Murray was always, he was like a parrot on his shoulder. And I, always, I, I said to you, I think, you know, who is actually pulling strings, who is actually giving the, the information to the players, whether it was a, a language thing to start off with, etc. But I come back to the backroom staff we've got um, I mean, I, I personally would have liked Dale Tong to stay when Stendhal went, yeah. because again, connected to club for for many years and and and, and done good things. Um, but everything does come to an end, and it just makes you think: Is Murray what we need, or do we need something different to create a different atmosphere? Because he's been here, I hate to say, he's been here long enough. Yeah. Um... You mentioned Dale Tung there. Quite a few people on social media saying, I think there's only one man for the job, but, you know, it needs to go to Martin Devaney. I think from my point of view, I like Martin Devaney. I rate Martin Devaney. Yep. I think Martin Devaney would be, if, given the track record of how managers have gone on at this club since these owners took over, yep. if Martin Devaney takes the role and for whatever reason it doesn't work out or the board are not happy and he gets rid, he's got a family, he's got a house... He's got, you know, everything is gone, isn't it? It's, it's in normal, between hyphen circumstances, it's probably the job they all want to have a crack at. It, it turned around, though, 360 now, hasn't it? Or 180, not very good at maths. As in, <laughs> it's a job people, probably within, want to say, like, oh, no, 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 because it, it's a very short career. Because if it doesn't work, you've got roughly a year, haven't well, you? The thing with Martin Devaney is, um, is being here, I mean, brilliant player. Uh, he's done some good stuff with Academy. He knows what Barnsley Football Club's all about. He knows what supporters are all about. So if it was just that, yeah, definitely. All right, is it cheap option? Yeah, it is cheap option because he's at club now. But he, he knows the background, he knows the people. thing with Martin Devaney is he knows the board. Hmm. And it's whether he thinks he can work with the board in that job and whether he'll get the backing that let's face it no, none of other managers have had so would I like to see Martin Devaney take the job I think only I'm, sat, if... I'm sat on fence I'm sat on fence a little bit with that yeah. I've got to be honest um, could he do it yeah I think he could and I think he'd get a lot out of players and I think some of the youth players then would be able to come through a little bit more I just don't know whether he would want to take it yeah. knowing what he's taking on. I'd, I'd like him to take it only if he was given an honest chance to achieve what he could possibly achieve. So, um, I know I always compare things because I can't explain anybody else. It's a bit like inviting Gordon Ramsay to your home and tying his hands behind your back and saying, I want you to make me a three-course dinner, you know. If, you, if, you, if you're not going to give any funds to managers who have identified gaps... You know, I think some of our players are championship material. To me, on his day, um, Woodrow and uh, Mowat and probably Jack Walton, from what I've seen, um, Anderson, if you take the mistakes, those are players that on their day 
would install some bit of fear or worry in any opponent because yeah. you know what quality they've got. Um, I think the problem is that whether it's spreadsheet or whatever, my initial worries came when we appointed an Austrian coach, nothing against Austria, it's a beautiful country, Edelweiss, Jodling, the lot. But then all the players that were coming in were Austrian players as well. And it, it felt a little bit like the boys' club. We've talked about Ritzmeier. Ritzmeier's now gone to Vienna, and I wish him, honestly, nothing but the best. But on any other, in any other player, when they take five, six free kicks or corners and they go in roll Z or leave the stadium, you would have been taken off those. And it felt at times a little bit to me that Struber had that little, like a a bit of a boys' club. His little clique. Yeah. That's what it came across as. And and people talk about that the manager or the head coach has no influence who they buy. Well, there has to be because we'd never had Austrian players before what we might have done and I'm sure somebody Oakwell statistician uh, somebody will say oh we've had players from Austria before but we've had a lot coming in especially German speaking since Struber was on board one of those players and I know we talked about it last week but I want to talk about it again because it's one of those things that I I don't get Um, is Mike Bearer now there's a divided opinion on social media that some that say he's probably tactically one of the best one one got at the club but he goes missing and he's not you know that pressing game and at times he looks a bit untidy I just can't believe that you've got a head coach who believes in him he brings him to the club he gets offered a deal signs the contract that manager leaves the next manager has a look at him hardly ever plays him club captain when I've, I've Except for injury, I can't remember us having a club captain that didn't play. No. And and is it was there maybe things behind the scenes that was difficult for the for these players to perform for? When you look at Bearer, um very skillful player, yeah. Sometimes it came across as you thought, God, he's lazy. But there is some players that do come across that look like that. They're not actually lazy, it's just the the way that they play. And one of the reasons maybe that Struber didn't play him as much is because he didn't like that sort of attitude he wanted to play high press Mike Bearer can't play high press, he's not that sort of player Mike Bearer is the sort of player you want to stick in centre circle and give him ball and say right hit that, hit that, hit that and he can do that because he's got the skill to do that, but again you've got to play him in right position and they've got to have right support from other players um, I mean, he, he did score the other night, didn't he? He's, yeah, he scored last week against um, Sheffield United. Whoever comes in now, Andy Murray, Andy Murray, uh, Adam, Andrew, I always say Adam, Andy Murray. I, know. I like tennis. 15 love. Much, <laughs> it's um, all of the game. <laughs> new balls, please. Anyway, um, but, you know, will he look at, sort of go back, take a step back now and think, right, such as your bearer can come out from back well, into Well, it's isolation almost, ball. isn't it? He's been, yeah. he's been made to train. Paul had signed, came from Germany, comes over, understandable initially, on a season loan, then he signs a contract, plays for, for Stendhal, and don't get me wrong, I'm not saying he was the club player of the year, because he had bad matches as well as good, but I think there's been many of inconsistent performances throughout the season, but to be completely frozen out, mm. when we're not, we're creating chances, we're not converting it, maybe because the people that are creating the chances are normally the ones that finish, finish it, it so we, we need other people in there. Well, there's we? that other guy as well, that that, uh, that other midfielder that we bought of a... Chris, is it that Christie? Christie, whatever, you know, I don't know if anybody's actually seen him play. Somebody I saw a photo today and he was actually in training, so that, that you so know... So is he going to get... I mean, we've, we've got this striker, Jack Atchison, Atchison, yeah. You know... Stevenage, is it? Is it's it gone? Stevenage. Why? Why? I know. I get we're buying players for development squad, 
I understand that to a certain extent, but I'm not being funny. He's gone down to second division all all season. By end of season, you know, he might be joining us in first division because. I, I, what's the th explain the thinking behind? Don't just say on a press release, "There's one for the future." Is is you know he's coming in, but he's going straight back out. He must yeah. have something. You must have seen something in him. So tell us what it is, because yeah. otherwise, well, they bought a striker and they've sent him straight back out again. Why? Well, I'd, if we if we were doing well, you could sort of understand it. Because if if you're promoting from within, you have to feed that pool, don't you? You have to feed that academy side to to, to get the new crop ready to come up but when we're struggling with goals and we're buying somebody for the future I have to wonder shouldn't they be concentrating that time on buying somebody who's match ready to come in and play now Will Devaney have watched him play Devaney's in charge at academy so you'd think he'd have would have had some say on a youth player coming in but if he's gone straight back out on loan does that mean he's not good enough for academy in which case, if he's not good enough for academy, why buy him in the first place? Mm. There's too many ifs and buts for me. Another question that somebody saw, the problem is normally, we, as you know, Steve, we would play music and at one point we played two songs so we could go into the main hall here and we've got some reception on our phones and we can check Twitter. Because yeah. one of the things that I saw, which I don't know, you know, when we buy these youngsters for the future, is that according to a spreadsheet as well? Or is that, are we still using, because I've... I've I don't think we've got any scouts working for the club at the moment. I think all the talent that's been brought in um, is, is done so through, uh, you know, through a, a spreadsheet. Um, I and I wonder if that's the same case. I suppose thing with youth, with youth players, when you're looking at your 15, 16, 17-year-olds, are they on a spreadsheet? Do you know how, you know, you've got to have, you've, again, you're back to, you've got to have spotted something in them mm -hmm. that makes you think they could have, you know, they could go forward and be a really good player. But I wouldn't have thought there's as much in-depth analysis gone off on a 15, 16-year-old as there will have in a 19, 18, 19-year-old that's maybe playing into a few reserve games or... Do you know what I mean? Maybe not quite as as in-depth. It's... Um, I'm just trying to get up, but obviously there is no... Um, reception. There's not much reception. I'm just seeing if I can get... Um, this is the list of players that left us during the, the sort of like mini summer period. Yeah. Jacob Brown, uh, well, apparently 1.98 million, we're not going to that, but Jacob Brown, Radlinger, Pinilos, Wilkes, Sibic, although that's a season-long loan, McGeehan, Ritzmeyer, loan, uh, Mamadou Tiam, Kenny Dougal, Jordan Green, although he's come back because he's injured, he's injured that's a loan, yeah. uh, Killian Ludwig, and a loan, and uh, Bambo Diaby. There are some players there Pinilos, Wilkes, McGeehan, Kenny Dougal will have been on a, a half these. I mean, those players no longer being on our books, that to me, you know, that's a, a huge saving, isn't it, in yeah, the monthly payroll. So that will have helped offset some of the losses. Any of those that you say? Obviously, you know, Struve didn't like him, or didn't like him, or he didn't feel they fitted into the system. Any of those that you'd say, actually, I will mind them back. I think they could do a job for us. I liked Sibic when he came. I know, again, young lad. Um, he had a couple of really good games when he was playing sort of bottom at Diamond, that sort of, yeah. sort of area, and then he was shipped out on loan, and then yet again he's gone out again on loan. Whereas at the state that we're in at minute, with defenders, I'd have liked to see him staying at club. Mm -hmm. um, 
Kenny Dougal for me uh, I know he had that that leg break which in a way sort of pushed him out of the frame unfortunately yeah. um, but he was a really combative mid- midfielder which would have then released Moet to be the bit more adventurous creative uh, player that he actually is but again that would take away it's as though I don't know it, was it personal maybe they had a fallout you don't know you never know what, what goes off um, but I mean some of them players let's face it a lot of people were happy that they went um, they obviously didn't fit in I mean Malik Malik Wilkes must not have fitted in um, he looked to be a world beater at times but obviously attitude wise and what have you I just don't think he fitted the Barnsley code I suppose was in that it, respect do you think he didn't fit the Barnsley code or do you think it was more of a personal thing with Struber because obviously he got he got sold to, to Hull and they played you know played quite a decent amount for him by, by, by all means but he did start scoring for Hull almost immediately is it maybe what, what, was it a personal thing do you think or was it just you know because we, we never get to hear our players move on the way I mean well, obviously he was frozen out because he was never even on, you know, on the bench was it personal possibly so was it a clash of personalities? Possibly so. Was he actually a player who turned round to Struber and said, I don't want to play in that position. That is not my position. I am a whatever. Yeah. You want me to do this. I can't do that. You let me do my thing and I'll set goals up. I'll score. I'll, you know what I mean? And it makes you wonder, again, I'm looking at it from opposite side at fence, was Wilkes just one of those players that stood up for himself and said to Struber or said to the board, I don't want to play in that position. I want to play in my position. Maybe so. Yeah, I mean, could well be, couldn't it? I'm just trying to... The Reds Report on The Vibe. Sponsored by Opium, the number one indie bar in Barnsley. I literally just play that so we could have a breather. Opium's not even a sponsor no more, but I just wanted to take a break. Listen, other nightclubs are available. (laughs) You remind me of our last year. We're talking 45 minutes non stop. Thanks very much. Um, We're going to sort of round it off, and and I just want to, in bullet points, as a fan, because ultimately that's all we are, and we're no more or no better than any other fan, and this 45 minutes, it's, as everything is, it's all about personal opinions, isn't it? Yeah. Going forward, then, if imagine we had an open line to the board or somebody from the club, from whoever was listening, what do you feel is needed to? Because besides the unrest within Oakwell, <coughs> excuse me, uh, on the pitch and off the pitch, the divide between the club and the fans is over the last two weeks has become a lot wider than it has been for a long, 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 long time. So, wh- what needs? What would you like to see happen to mend that relationship a bit? Um, I think it's got to go go a long way to be put back to where it where it was uh, for us to have confidence in the board. I think there needs to be a bit more clarity as well as to things that's going on. I know, like you said before, we can't get to know all ins and outs of stuff that's going off. I get that. But a little bit more honesty. You can't say a player's been got rid of because of inconsistent performances when you know for a fact that that's a load of rubbish. You know, we're not, we're not silly people. We deserve... And I mean that, we deserve to know the truth. If you're going to tell us something, tell us truth. So I think we need a bit more clarity. So, so are you talking about in the press conference that come out, which are very generic ones, yeah. a player's either left or we bought somebody, because those are the two things that, that the club puts out. 
putting about Ludwig about inconsistent performances uh, after four matches. People that have invested 250, 300, 400 quid deserve more. Wouldn't it be better to say that the mother club has, has, has activated a clause to recall them because a better offer or an offer to buy or yeah, whatever? That's, what, that's probably what's happened. They've got a good yeah. offer for him to go to Schalke, uh, whether it's a loan or whether it's with a view to a permanent deal. They're businessmen as well. Yeah. They're just they're looking after their club. They're making money for their club. Yeah. So just just say that we would appreciate it more because we do understand. We're not like I said. We're not silly people. Yeah. Um. One thing that caused a lot of um, I, don't know, I suppose uh, caused quite a big reaction on social media was Dane Murphy was, was talking about everything and he talked about uh, Strube and everything and he talked about divisional. Uh, divisional retainment or whatever he called it, basically saying we, we didn't go down, you know, the 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 the, the, the big escape and, and all that. Um, West End Boggs got on the band, on the back of that with the stickers and everything else. Do you feel that the upper management within the club, and I, I'm not talking about, um, I'm talking about those people at board level, besides probably the crimes. Do you feel they know it, know us as fans? I'm not saying where we live, what we do, and what your salary is, your social security, your, you know, your, your national insurance number. But do you think they know how we feel about the club, how we'd like to be spoken to? And do, do you think they know that, or do you think it's important to them? I suppose that's what I'm saying. If I were being brutally honest, it's not important to them. Why would it be? Um, Patrick Crine was part of the community when he had the club. People knew. People knew that he was Barnsley through and through. You always get new people coming in. It's just, it's just the way of the world. Things change. Um, you would like to think that the board had some sort of affinity with football people, knowing the fact that they've been in charge of football clubs before. But you don't get that from them. There's that detachment, or you feel as though there's that detachment, that break. Between board, I mean, look at Stendhal. Stendhal used to be in Garrison and yeah. having a pint. And, you know, we love that. We absolutely loved him for that. And doesn't mean we demand it, no. but we like it when it happens. We were on a really, really bad run of results quite some years ago. And I remember Ban Mansard, Patrick Ryan, going to Addersley to talk to the Addersley Reds yeah. and other supporter clubs out there an open and honest discussion and they were very open to hearing that we don't effing like what's going off we're not doing well and I think it's very easy when you're doing well to come out and kick balls into the crowd and if there's a sticker on you get a special prize yeah, yeah. but actually when things are not going well that's when you need to talk to your fans surely that's when you need people that are in charge that have that have got an affinity to the sport or that have that sort of personality that can come across. it's alright being all clever and you know you know, I, I can talk a good game, etc. But if if us as supporters feel that they're, they're not being genuine, we can see that straight away, and that's then where it breaks down. And that's what the board's got to work on. There's no two ways about that. Dane Murphy, though, and I have to defend him. He's a sports person. He's played it. He's worked his way up. He's you know he is a sports person. I'm not talking about Chenley. I'm not talking about Paul Conway. Dane Murphy, who's the CEO of Barnsley Football Club, has got football or soccer running through his veins. Absolutely sportable through and through and through. Is he is is are his words and his actions a bit like a puppet on a string for the board? Because actually, when he came in, people liked it. He was a footballing person. But then we read the statements that come out, and I think those are not the words. 
from a CEO who's been there, done that, if it's to the fans. If it's a sportsman that's in charge, somebody who's played the game or been involved in the game and is aware of what what fans want, what fans need on a weekly basis, um, you know, you'd, you'd expect him to have that sort of relationship with the, with, with the supporters. Some of the stuff when he first came in and he was talking about and, you know, he, he gets involved with people, it came across in the right manner. As soon as things start getting difficult, you just don't... I just... I can't tell whether it's his naivety, because soccer uh, is, is, let's face it, a completely different game to what we play, what we play over here. Um, but it's some of that, again, the people above him sort of saying well you can say this but you can't say that do you know and again it's 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 that that persona that's coming across is it his what we see or is it what the board want to project i think what they sometimes forget is that, and not for me because obviously I'm, I'm not a native but that people that are 50 60 70 now when they were six or seven behind their houses played with a ball against the wall and on a Saturday went to Oakwell yep. when it was the old brewery stand and they watched their team. This is still their team, although... Young boys and jumpers for goalposts. Well, exactly. But yeah. they, it don't feel like that no more, does no. it? I mean, no. it feels... What we're hearing, what we're seeing, what we're being told, it feels a lot like this consortium took over and everyone was like, look at the money they've got. That's personal wealth. That doesn't doesn't mean anything, does it? That's, no. that's in his bank account, not in the bank account for the club. But it feels that... They've bought Barnsley FC. It feels a little bit like, when they did that, they put a wall around it, and it, we're going back to the dark old days when we don't really know what's going off. Statements are coming out, and we're reading, and we're thinking, well, that's not right. And we, we go back to the fact what we said. 8,000 people invested that hard-earned money yep. through a pandemic like we've never seen before. in this. Well, we've never seen anything like it since World War II, and I wasn't alive then. And no, I were No, I know what you were going to say, but no, I wasn't. <laughs> so... People were furloughed, people made redundant, self-employed people were struggling, but they still invested into this team, hard-earned money, knowing they might not even be able to watch a match. And if you then can't go and watch, all they ask for is open, honest, transparent. And I suppose, you know, it's an open invitation for Dane. Uh, you know, if he wants to come and address some of these points, he's more than welcome, and we can do that socially distanced. But I think there's been a lot of anger, and the club needs its supporters because more and more we're now seeing people saying, "I'm not going to go through this again." Yeah, you know. Um, listen, we've talked for 54 minutes and I'm 17 fair, I seconds. Lay, I need to lay down now. <laughs> I think you need to buy me a pint, lad. I think we might just have to do that. Oh, go on, then. Listen, Steve, thank you very, very much. It's been a really awkward one with no music. Um, I'm going to try and get some music going, because when we leave here, it's supposed to play 24-7, but there is nothing there. Um, thank you all very much for listening. Um, give us your thoughts on Twitter. Be open, be honest, but be respectful, because other people might have a different opinion than you. But you know what? I can still remember sitting in the Pontiand um, 10, 15 years ago where one person at the side of me saying, who for him rolls head? And then when he did, started clapping and the person at the other side of me saying, no, 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 we need a calm ball back to the goalkeeper. Everybody has different opinions. We love Barnsley FC. Um, we're not very happy with things that are, you know, that are happening at the moment. Um, but it's our club, it's our town. That's and... Good. All we deserve, we feel, is a bit of honesty. So thanks very much for listening. We will be back next week. I'm hoping to have some music next week as well. I will play Ironic by Alanis Morissette next week. 
that's if it'll Hopefully. work. Hopefully. Yeah. And uh, this will be uploaded as a podcast later. Uh, this is The Vibe. You've been listening to Steve Andrews and Carlo van der Watering on The Reds Report. Thank you very much. The Reds Report on The Vibe. Sponsored by Opium. The number one indie bar in Barnsley. On mobile and here. Play The Vibe Barnsley. From the heart of South Yorkshire. This is The Why does Comcast Business power more businesses than any other provider? It has technology solutions that put you ahead, like the fastest reliable network and serious savings. Ask how to get a $500 prepaid card with a qualifying gig bundle. Offer ends 10-23-22. Restriction supply. Call for details. It's the 90th minute. All your mates are around. You've got your McDonald's share boxes ready to go. Ian's already got booked for double dipping, and Steve has stolen the last nugget. You're snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. UN, you Reds, at participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. The TalkSport Fan Network. The ultimate on-demand destination for the UK's best fan-led football podcasts. Want barnstorming Barnsley insight, analysis and opinion? Follow the Reds Report podcast on the TalkSport Fan Network. Unbeatable club-dedicated content created by the fans for the fans. Search TalkSport Fan Network.